so May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I thought that that was perfect for this episode. Um, so just to give you guys a little preview of what this is going to be about. But also, I just wanted to acknowledge that I took a break last week. There was no episode, and I'm really sorry, and I felt really guilty, but also I needed that break so badly. I was drowning with finals and everything else that was going on in my life, and I just needed a break. So I want to remind you guys, that even if you feel a little guilty it's okay to take that break and to give yourself the time that you need. Um, I'm really happy that I did that, even though I felt really guilty and I'm really sorry, but I am back this week, just like I promised. And that break was, was really nice for me. So this episode is going to give you guys a little bit of a window um, into my OCD. Uh, and the reason I chose this topic, because I also do, as I've mentioned, have panic disorder and depression, but I chose this because it's a good segue because a lot of you have asked me for organization tips. And OCD, you know, it's not always so bad for me. Um, it's the reason that that everything is very organized in my life. It also makes me feel like the world is on fire if it's not. But um, so, you know, a lot of you guys have asked me for organization tips because you're lucky enough to not be so insane like I am. So I thought that it was perfect because I'm going to talk a little bit about what is, you know, OCD, what it's like for me, and then also how it can be helpful and how I use it to my advantage. Um, but I wanted to mention that I don't have a severe case of OCD. I really don't. Um, there are a lot of people who have it a lot worse than I do. Um, and, you know, I, I find like personal relief in making fun of myself, but OCD is not always cute or quirky or funny. Like it's depicted in TV and movies. Like there are some people who cannot get out of bed, cannot start their day if their routine goes even slightly off what they need, um, like that's like a severe case of OCD and they have to restart all over and they can't function. Like there are some people who can't function in their lives if things aren't going, you know, if like just their morning routine, just if they forget to brush their teeth before they put on their socks, they have to restart their entire morning or something in that area. So I don't have a severe case of OCD and I love making fun of myself. Um, so, you know, it's fine. But just just like a note to like be gentle because everyone always views OCD as like cute or quirky or, you know, whatever. But it is, you know, a mental it is a mental illness. It is a condition, you know, like, yes, sometimes it's really funny and weird. Um, but some people really do struggle and it really does impact their lives. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Like, I'm not like that. Please make fun of me as much as you want for my weirdness because I do too. And I need that in my life. I need people to call me out. But like some people just don't need that. So, you know, unless you get the okay from people with OCD like me, just be gentle. So, you know, OCD is really closely linked to anxiety and the absence of certain rituals is like, you know, certain doom for a lot of people. Um, and for me, like, I never really noticed it that way. But if I think about it deeper, I can definitely see that, you know, like, there was there, there's just something in my brain that says, if you don't do this, like the world's gonna end. And, and it doesn't even say that all the time. But it's weird. Like, and I'm just like, Oh, shit, normal people don't think like that. Ooh. Oh, well. So I'm gonna tell you guys about a few of my like specific ticks. Um, I have like a, not anymore. I mean, I literally work at a pediatrician. I want to be in medicine. But when I was younger, I had such a fear of like germs. Um, my mom used to like carry wipes and Purell with her. She still does everywhere. And that's obviously not so bad. Um, 
you know, one benefit of COVID is that people are actually being a little more careful and sanitary. So I'm not like upset about that. I think that taking it to an extreme is always, you know, bad. Like hand sanitizer kills good and bad germs. So you don't want to overuse it. But, you know, like we should be wiping down surfaces more often. We should be not touching bathroom door handles. So if COVID, you know, that's like one good thing that came out of COVID is a little bit more awareness for people to like not touch nasty shit on the daily. Um, but anyway, so like my mom always did that in front of me and I was always like, oh God, like there's germs everywhere. And I just kind of picked that up early. So when I was like nine or 10, I had a compulsive hand washing thing. And it got to the point where I had to wash my hands like every like five minutes. And my hands were literally like raw and bleeding because I thought that there was something on my hands. That's like probably the most severe that it ever got. And truthfully, I don't really remember how I got over it. I think my grandma, who's a nurse and like also very old fashioned, I think she literally was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I think she like, I, I, I'm pretty sure that that's how that happened. She was like, you don't need to wash your hands every five seconds. Like, you know, I, I think like I used to spend a lot of time with her and she used to babysit me a lot. Um, and like I said, I was only like nine or 10. And I think she saw me like doing this behavior and she recognized that, that something was really wacky about it. And she was just like, okay, stop it. Like, so I think that's honestly how that stopped. Um, so I don't do that anymore. I mean, like I said, obviously I work in a medical facility. I wash my hands as much as I need to before I, you know, prepare food, before I eat. And especially after I have any interaction with patients or touch anything like that. But um, it's not like it used to be where I have to wash my hands every five seconds. I do still carry hand sanitizer. I always have and I always will because if I'm about to eat with my hands at a restaurant and like I walked into the restaurant and I opened a door and I'm about to eat something that requires me to pick it up with my hands, you're damn fucking sure that I'm going to use hand sanitizer because that's just so gross. And like the fact that people don't think about that is like wacky to me and wild. But like whatever, I can't escape the prison that is my brain. Um, so... I still have a thing for number multiples, which I also realized is pretty common. Um, a lot of things in my life are the number four. I don't know why, but like four or multiples of four. So I have to have like eight sips of water before bed. I don't know why. Um, and I have to grab four paper towels from like the bathroom at like a public restroom. If there's like paper, paper towels and not like a hand dryer, it has to be four. I don't know why. Um, somehow, somewhere along my brain, I realized like, you know, obviously I'm not trying to like be super like bad to the planet. So now I'll take like two big ones and rip them in half. And somehow that's four. like, this is what I'm talking about. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but I have a thing for number multiples. So I don't know why, but this is what this is. Um, everything in my life is color coded, which I love. And it makes me feel safe and warm and, and cuddly and fuzzy. Um, but like my calendar is color coded. My planners are color coded. I love color coding. It lets me see things really easily. A lot of people don't like that, but like even my notes for school, like I have, um, note shelf on my iPad pro and I color code the notebooks like for different classes. So like bio is all green covered notebooks and chem is all blue covered notebooks. And like, I, that makes me feel so much better. Um, Mixed with anxiety, though, all of these things are always like if you don't do them, it's the worst case scenario. Like when I was a kid, I used to be like, if you don't do this, you're going to die in your sleep. And like, what? Or something stupid like that. Or like, if you don't do this, your whole family is going to like, you know, like, I don't know, vanish. Like it, it was just so fucking stupid. But there's no rationale behind mental illness sometimes. And like, this is what I'm telling you. Like, it's like 
yes, it's really funny and it's weird, but like, this is what you have to realize if you don't have OCD, like this is what people feel like in their body. Even if it doesn't, even if your brain doesn't say that, you feel in your body that if you don't do these things, something terribly wrong is going to happen. And it's just going to be bad. So like, why wouldn't you do these things? You know what I mean? Like you have to do them. Otherwise, something terribly bad is going to happen. Um, I also alphabetize a lot of stuff. Not my frozen vegetables. So my aunt had way worse OCD than I do. And that's always like the family joke. Um, she used to alphabetize her frozen vegetables. I'm not that bad. But my phone is alphabetized, which is hilarious because I think it's a lot easier to find things when they're alphabetized and labeled folders. But Justin can't find anything in my phone if he goes to look for an app. And I'm like, I don't understand why this is harder for you. Um, and then I also had like – and I still kind of do like a debilitating fear of vomit. Like there was a period of time in my life where I didn't throw up for like six years. I don't know how I did that. But I just like I had such a fear of vomit. Like it was bad. It was so bad. And even now, I think it's because I'm very sensitive to smells. Sorry, like that's super gross. But like I really am. Like I get headaches and migraines from certain scents so easily. Like I will tell you if I hate your cologne, trust me. Like I get like headaches so easily from certain smells. I have a really sensitive nose. So I think that that's also part of why like I can't deal with vomit because like yeah, I, I think that's part of it. Um, that's how, like, Justin knows I love him because, like, he's, like, one of the only people I think I've ever dealt with vomit for, literally. And, like, I'm still not great about it, but it's the only time I've even, like, tried. Like, I just, I still can't. Like, even with myself, like, if I have to throw up, I'm literally crying because I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so awful. It's so gross and I hate it. And, like, you know, it's just, I had this, just, like, this thing with vomit, like, people like throwing up on TV, like that scene in Bridesmaids, I closed my eyes. I literally have never seen that scene and I don't ever want to and I never will because like I can't watch multiple people throwing up on a screen. Like I'm not like a sympathetic puker. It doesn't make me want to throw up, but it just, it makes me want to die. So like that was also one of my things. And then the funniest thing that, you know, I have to talk about just because Justin caught me doing it and like, Ooh. Ooh, sorry, I'm tired. Oh, my God. I'm so tired all week. I've been running around like a crazy fucking person like always. But um, the funniest thing that I have to mention is something that Justin caught me doing. Um, I have to turn off bathroom light switches with my elbow. Yeah. Again, I think it's kind of a germ thing because like, you know, people like use the bathroom and the germs in the bathroom are on the lights. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. But ever since I was younger, like, I have to turn off the bathroom light switch with my elbow. And sometimes I have to, like, if there's, like, a wall and not, like, if, I don't know. Sometimes, like, when I'm, like, sometimes the the tick involved, like, touching the next wall with my hand. So, like, light switch, elbow, hand, wall. And, like, it's it's just the weirdest little pattern. But, like, I don't know why I have to do that. And one night... <laughs> When we were living with his dad, um, like, you know, when we were looking for our own house, Justin, like, saw me doing that. And I'm always, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty good at, like, I mean, everyone who knows me knows that I need things to be planned and organized. But I'm pretty good about hiding, like, the actual ticks. Like, he doesn't know that I take four paper towels. He doesn't know that I have eight sips of water. He doesn't know any of that because, like, I'm not, like, obvious about it. But he caught me doing this weird light switch elbow hand to the wall thing. And he was, like what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what? Huh? No, nothing. What do you mean? He was like, you just, 
you just, why, why did you just tap the wall? I was like, no, I didn't. He was like, I just saw you do it. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I just like, <laughs> he was like, babe, what? I was like, okay, fine. I have to do it. It's like an OCD thing. And I didn't think you'd ever see it. And just, just ignore it, please. Like, just don't think too much into it. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, 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 literally don't think about it. Don't think about it. He was like, he was like so shook. He was like, I don't know what to do right now. And I was like, what? It's not that bad. And it was just the funniest thing ever because like, obviously you don't want to get caught in these weird little compulsions. And when you do, it's just like, oh shit. It's like, oh my God, he already knows I'm crazy. And I'm like, he's just going to know how much crazier I am. Like he already knows I'm fucking insane. He lives with me and he loves me, but like somehow, but like, I didn't need him to find out that I have to turn off light switches with my elbow and like tap the wall. Like he didn't need to know that. He already knows literally everything about me. He didn't need to know that or witness that. So that was like so fucking embarrassing, mortifying, like whatever. But I just thought it was hilarious because I think now he thinks it's funny. I hope so. But it was just, yeah, no, it wasn't. I don't know. It was bad. And he literally like after that, he was like, I want you to turn off the light switch the normal way. And I was like, no, why? He was like, because nothing is going to happen to you. And I was like, no, nope, can't do it. He was like, babe, you have to do it. So I kind of like I did. And then the very next time I used the bathroom, I made sure to turn off the light switch with my elbow instead. I'm like, sorry, I can't. I can't just like not do this. I'm sorry. Um, there's this TikTok that I've been seeing a lot and it totally like encompasses me as a person. It's like, I would love to go with the flow, but where is the flow and when does it start? Like literally, <laughs> literally like that's me. Like I just, I can't, you know? And, and there's like a difference between being clean and organized and having OCD actually. And, and I'm at the point where it's both, you know, like I'd say that my OCD is more in like the ticks and the compulsions and my just wanting to be clean and organized as a person is more in just like the way that my house is and not like my house is cluttered. My room has like three baskets of laundry that either needs to be folded or washed. Like I have been a mess lately. I told you guys I have been so busy and it's kind of driving me crazy and I can't function if the house isn't clean, but like life happens, like I said. So this is where I'm at right now. Um, but I want to like, ex I want to, I want to explain the difference because I think that, you know, we need to normalize support and acceptance and maybe not normalize like the behavior like, it's okay to want to be clean and organized or however you want to do it. But if you see somebody who, like, has debilitating OCD with these patterns and these rituals that they need to do, it's important to recognize that as not just being like, oh, it's just OCD, whatever. It's cute and quirky and weird. And and you need to, like, you know, see that. Like, my light switch thing doesn't interfere with my life, so I don't really see a need to change it. But, you know – there are a lot of people who literally, like I said, can't get out the door if they don't put the left sock on before the right sock. So that's important to notice. That's important to like give those people some sort of help, you know, like that's important to talk about and recognize. So, you know, I did a little bit of research just because I wanted to be able to explain what OCD was to people who don't have it. Um, so OCD is a condition that's caught in a cycle of obsessions and compulsions. The obsessions are thoughts or images or impulses that occur outside of one's control. And the compulsions are behaviors an individual engages in in an attempt to get rid of the obsessions or decrease the distress that they feel. 
So common obsessions are contamination like body fluids, germs, environmental contaminants, household cleaners, and dirt. Um, religious obsessions like excessive concern with morality and offending God. Fear of losing control. Fear of harm. Fear of being responsible for something terrible happening to you or to others or harming others. And perfectionism. You know, obviously, like, evenness, exactness, need to know and remember things, fear of losing or forgetting important information or throwing something out, and the inability to decide to, like, keep or throw things out. That one I definitely suffer from because my friend literally had to, like, my one of my best friends, Pam, literally had to go through my closet for me because I can't throw clothes out. And I'm like, oh, what if I need this? Like, I haven't worn it in four years, but what if I need to wear it? What if an outfit or like what if an occasion comes up and I it's the perfect outfit? So Pam literally had to go through my closet and like she literally would like just like helped me. Like she not, you know, she had to do it for me. She was like, Have you worn this in the last year? I was like, No. She was like, It's gone. I was like, No, but and she was like, Nope, it's gone. So I like, yeah, I definitely have that fear of like, you know, like getting rid of the wrong thing. Um, and there's like some superstitions about lucky and unlucky numbers or colors that some people have. So, you know, I thankfully, thank God, do not have all of these. I definitely don't have any religious obsessions because I think religion's kind of garbage. Um, totally okay if you don't agree with me. I grew up, you know, I grew up like, you know, moderately like reformed, casual, religious, and I just eventually became the atheist asshole of the family. But <laughs> so, you know, I definitely don't have that. Um, and then some common compulsions are like washing and cleaning, excessive cleaning, showering, bathing, hand washing. I definitely had that. Like I told you, house cleaning. I have that. I mean, I, I have to have the house has to be clean. Like I don't clean it every day because I lose my fucking mind, but I clean the house whenever it's bothering me. I have to do it. Um, checking is another common compulsion. So checking that you didn't hurt yourself or hurt someone or you didn't make a mistake like, oh, are you sure this is okay? Are you sure this is okay? Are you sure it's okay if I do this? I definitely double check and triple check and quadruple check with a lot of people in my life or just in my own brain. I So I definitely do that. Um, there are some mental compulsions like mental review of events, counting, canceling or undoing, like saying some sort of phrase like, okay, it, it's, it doesn't count anymore or repeating things like routine or body movement or activities in multiples. So I definitely do that. And rearranging, 100%, I have to do that. I'm sorry. Like, I have to do that. We have um, COVID testing blocks, like, with little swabs in them at work just so we could tell, like, you know, we can keep them organized and we can keep the specimens, like, you know, it'll be patient's name in block A or whatever before we get to test it because, you know, sometimes we're running, like, nine COVID tests at the same time. And I'm the only person who alphabetizes the blocks because the blocks are A, B, C, D, E, F, and I have to put them in that order. Like everybody just throws these blocks all over the counter and I'm like, no, 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 no. And I have to put them in A, B, C, D, E, F order. And like it just – I have to do it. If I go into the lab and I see that they're all over the place, I have to fix it. Like I definitely rearrange and put things in order. So I have to do it. I have to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I have to. And that's like the funniest thing about OCD. Like there's just – it's not a question for me. It's not like, a, oh, should I do this? It's like, nope, got to do it. Got to take the extra five seconds out of my day. Got to do it. And it's like I just have to. And like I said, that's the funny thing or the the weird thing or the un, the, the inescapable thing about OCD is that you have to do it. You have to. And it's like if you don't do it – like there's just no question. You can't not do it. 
And it's just these stupid little things, but like you just have to make sure that they get done. I don't know why. So another thing that I really wanted to make sure I mention is just that, like I said, I'm okay with, you know, coping with things with humor. I cope with everything with pretty dark, not that funny humor. Like I just, I'm fine with it. But, you know, at least in movies and, and you know, TV and books and movies and stuff like that, that's how people who don't have a condition are exposed to other people with a condition unless you have someone in your life. So like that is a lot of people you know, a lot of people, their impression of OCD is what they've seen on a TV show because they're lucky enough not to have it. So a lot of things have been reduced to like, you know, Monica on Friends or Sheldon on on Big Bang Theory, you know, and it's like, I love those characters so much. And I laugh at their, you know, them being like made fun of for their OCD. I do. But um, like, I, I love it. I literally like, I think it's so funny. But if you don't have that, then you just think that this is like this pop culture punchline, you know, and there's so many articles written about this by other people. And like, there are so many articles, so many examples of why this is like, you know, it's, it's kind of damaging. I think it's funny. But at the same time, if this is the only thing that you have, you know, like, if this is the only thing that you've been exposed to, then you think that this is normal and it's it's okay. You know, like there's some other articles that say like pop culture has portrayed it as a blessing, which, you know, is also kind of true. Like type A clean freaks or productivity machines, which sometimes we are, but sometimes we're not. And like I said, some people who have really severe OCD are not productive. Not at all. Because they can't, they can't get their shit together if one thing is out of place. And like, there's just all these like, you know, pop culture tropes that happen all the time. So like, you know, this is from a BuzzFeed article. It says 17 annoying things that happen in every plot line about OCD. It says, first of all, OCD is pretty much always represented by neat freak characters who clean obsessively. Now, this is not a fundamental trait of OCD. There are some people who have OCD who are total fucking slobs. You don't have to be a clean freak. And like I said before, you can be a clean freak without having OCD. So like these two things don't have to go together. Um, another thing is characters always have well-known compulsions like excessive hand watching, counting, or light switch flipping. Also, just want to point out, my dad like didn't tell me until I was older but he was like, oh, yeah, I think you got that from your mother. Because I was like, wait, did I get this from my aunt? Like, where did this come from? He was like, nah, you got it from your mom. She used to turn off the light switch like 40 times in our apartment before we left. And I was like, you didn't say anything about that, dude? Like, what the fuck? Like, just me, my dad being my dad, just like super chill about everything as always. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you didn't like fucking help a sister out. Give me a warning or something. Jesus. And then I also realized that my mom has like an obsessive thing with the stove. She has to double check, triple check, quadruple check that the stove is off. And I never ever realized that as a kid but before we left the house she always had to go back and check and then I was like oh shit like so you know like obviously okay I, I kind of get where it comes from um but this BuzzFeed article you know number three says the obsessive part of OCD is rarely given the time of day because a lot of compulsions like I said are related or you know they're related to dealing with the obsessions it's not really like 
they go hand in hand. It's like, you know, the compulsions are a way to counteract the obsessions. Um, number four says it's portrayed as really debilitating, which it can be, but rarely as something a character can manage and live with. So that's another thing. Like people with OCD are very functional in some cases, in most cases, you know, like I said, like it's important to note those really severe cases, but most of the time everyone functions and has a relatively normal life. Obviously it can be like debilitating. And I think that's just for dramatic effect on TV shows if they make it look like that. But a lot of the time it's somebody who has a perfectly normal life, you know, like it doesn't have to be like that. And then, okay. Number five says exactly what I just said. It says on the opposite end of the spectrum is portrayed as a personality quirk. And then, you know, number six, more often than not OCD is the butt of a joke unreasonable over-the-top reactions when things aren't the way a character with OCD needs them to be is the height of comedy, apparently. And then another one says, or it's treated like a superpower. It'd be awesome if OCD gave you superhuman abilities to notice tiny details and solve problems, but that's not the case. And then somebody else says, let's be real. We rarely see the less palatable parts of OCD like violent or intrusive thoughts because that wouldn't be cute or quirky or funny. So this is where like watching Criminal Minds and stuff like that comes in. Um, like some of these violent characters have OCD obsessions and a lot of the times it'll be those like, you know, religious obsessions, um, at least like, you know, with the criminal minds plot lines. But I didn't know that OCD had like that violent, like dark side to it for some people until I watched that show. So I appreciate criminal minds for bringing light to things like that. Um, some shows are really good at bringing light to, to difficult topics. SVU is one of them. Criminal minds is one of them. Like I really appreciate that they actually just kind of put that in the air but a lot of like, you know, regular shows don't do that. And um, number nine, characters with OCD typically fit a specific stereotype. Anyone can have OCD regardless of their personality and the characteristics with OCD are always super analytical, neat and type A. But that's true, like I said, like there are people who are not productive and not clean who have OCD. It also says there's a total lack of diverse representation when it comes to characters with OCD. The majority of people on shows or movies with OCD are white, and this lack of representation perpetuates the stigma in some communities that mental illnesses are white people problems. That I haven't even thought about. I never thought about that. That's really interesting. I mean, my mom is Filipino and, you know, Asian communities, Asian, Hispanic, even African-American communities, even white communities, but like white people a little bit more so or a little bit more accepting, I guess, sometimes like in Asian culture, at least mental illness is not a thing. You don't have it. You move on with your life. You don't have, there's nothing wrong with you. So maybe that's why nobody ever said anything to my mom about, you know, her light switch thing or her stove thing. Um, everyone always knows that a character has OCD because it's super obvious. When in reality, OCD is rarely something you can know someone has just by interacting with them. That is so true. Guys, Justin did not see my weird fucking bathroom light switch elbow thing until we had been dating for five years. Like, you don't have to know. There's so many, like, you don't have to know. Um, number 12, the phrase OCD is tossed around as an adjective. That's true. Like, oh, I'm so OCD about my desk being organized. That's true. Like, it is used like that. I use it like that, though, but, like, I have it. So I guess that's why I think it's okay to use it that way. And then, of course, like most portrayals of mental illness in media, love is the cure. Thank God for convenient love interests swooping in and saving a person with OCD from themselves and their condition. Oof. That's that's a rough one. But I mean, yeah, that does happen in a lot of TV shows like, oh, 
level fix it. Like, oh, you're a girl with OCD. Let me and my penis fix you. Literally, like, sorry. But <laughs> it's just like, oh, you're just too uptight. I just need somebody to have sex with, like, or some stupid shit like that. Or in a more romantic sense, like, let me love all your mental illness away. Like, all right, no, let's just move past that. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Um, 14, the little ways that OCD can take over your life are never shown. That's true. And like I said, OCD can make you stay awake for days straight because you're convinced you'll stop breathing. It can make you stop leaving your apartment because you're afraid someone might see you and notice your compulsions. It's more than just one behavior. And then another thing, the physical repercussions go unmentioned. Even with the go-to compulsion of hand washing, they never bother to show you what it's actually like, like washing your hands so much that they crack and peel and bleed. And that's what I went through. And nobody ever shows you that on TV or anything like that. 16. We usually see compulsions that are the result of some traumatic experience that give a character a reason to start obsessing over a certain thing when actually obsessions and compulsions don't have to make sense and often they don't. That's what I told you guys. There's no fucking science to this. Not really. 17. And finally, medication is pretty much shown as a cure-all. So once the very special episode is over, a character's OCD is usually never mentioned once again. Once a character realizes they have a problem and need help, they just get on medication and boom, OCD is under control. So like I said, I've never had, you know, OCD so bad that it needed to be medicated. Trust me, I'm on medication for other things. Like literally, I have been on Prozac since I was 16 because <laughs> ball of panic. But I, you know, so I don't know if that helps if SSRIs even affect OCD or not. But like I, like I said, for me, it usually is more productive than hindering. So it's fine. Like it's not... It's just something that I have and it's not who I am. And I am happy that it's not who I am because for a lot of these characters, like I said, in pulp culture, pop culture, OCD is who they are. It's not who I am. Like it is a small part of me. I acknowledge that I have it and I'm usually pretty cool with it because I like having things organized and color coded and I don't understand why people don't like having things in the right places. So y'all are crazy. <laughs> not me. No, I'm kidding. But really like, you know, it's just, it's fine for me. I'm fine with it being that way. But, you know, a lot of times, like I said, with these pop culture characters, OCD is just what they are, who they are. That's kind of fucked up. Like, that's not how it really is. Same thing with anxiety and depression. Like, that's not all someone is. At their lowest of low, maybe. Like, you know, when I was at rock bottom with my mental health, maybe. Maybe that is what I was. But that's not what I am now. I was just actually talking to Justin about this the other day. I went from having five panic attacks a day to maybe having one a year and it's not even like a debilitating panic attack anymore it's and this is from years of medication and therapy and learning my own triggers and learning my body and and how to bring myself back down or what i need to do if i can't bring myself back down but that's amazing so i just want to let you guys know like progress is is possible and it's out there i literally went from having five severe panic attacks like catatonic per day now, like, sure, now I feel a little anxious at times. And I, you know, now if I have anything, it's more of an anxiety attack instead of a full panic attack. Like, it's not so bad. I don't feel like I'm dying and I can't breathe and I can't move. I just feel more anxious than usual. But if it is as, like a panic attack, I mean, it's maybe once a year and it really isn't. Like, it's just there's so few and far between now and I'm so grateful. But I just want to let you guys know that, like, the progress is out there. Even with my hand washing thing, like I've come a long way. I don't have to wash my hands every five minutes anymore. So I just want to let you guys know, like there's hope if you are struggling with any of these things because it's possible. It's totally possible. 
with, you know, the right support system and the help you need and just also getting to know yourself and knowing what you need or what you need to do. And and don't put too much pressure on yourself either. Like this has been a seven-year process for me. It took me seven years to go from five panic attacks a day to one a year. Gradually over time, whatever those numbers looked like. So, you know, don't don't be so hard on yourself. Everybody, you know, like I want to let you know that like recovery and progress is possible, but I also don't want you to think that it's one of these overnight things. Again, like that, you know, BuzzFeed article was saying that you get on medication and you're fixed. Like it's not how it works. So I want to let you guys know that it's possible, but I also don't want you to put too much pressure on yourself if you start medication or therapy and it's been two weeks and you're like, oh my God, why am I not better yet? Like that's just not how it works. Be easy on yourself, you know, go easy on yourself. I need to take my own advice too. But that's literally just not how it works. All right. Now we can get to the fun part. This is the fun part of like, you know, just do what makes you happy. And you guys have asked me for organization tips. Like I said, if you're lucky enough to not be so fucking out of your mind like I am. And I love doing this. I love organizing people's shit. Unless it's like my shut-in neighbor who like my other neighbor would go over there and help him out with stuff. But she told me it literally was like a bomb went off and like it's just like a hoarder house. Like that's not fun for me. But like, you know, if you have like a closet that you need help organizing, that is so fucking fun for me. That is my bread and butter. Like, yes, let me help you. Let me go with you to TJ Maxx and Marshall's in the container store. We'll buy all the bins and the color-coded hangers and we'll buy like all the nice little things. Like, yes, let me do it. I want to do it. So like get ready for whatever organization tips you might or might not want. Um, I reorganized our pantry shelf and it made me feel so much better. And again, you guys are going to notice my whole thing is bins, 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 baskets, whatever you have to do, just put things in containers. It makes me feel so much better. So like I reorganized the pantry and I got bins from home goods, but also from Dollar Tree for like the bigger stuff. And It's pretty simple for me, at least. All the pastas are in one bin. I also love um, Loctite, like airtight containers. Zeus has a little treat bar. All his treats are in cylinder containers. They're all different heights, so they look nice. But, um, you know, so his treats, like his dental treats are in one. His regular biscuits are in another. um, And he has all his treats in these containers. So, like, my rice, my pasta, my sugar, my flour, all that stuff is in these, um, you know, like, pop lock containers that you can buy at Marshall's or Target or anywhere. Um, And then as far as like the other stuff, like snacks and little things that I put in bins, like I have one bin for bread, peanut butter, and oatmeal packets. I have one bin for salty snacks and one little bin for sweet snacks. I have another bin for like pastas and things that don't fit in... um, in like the, what do you call it? Little in, in like, you know, the only pasta that I have in one of those Loctite containers is spaghetti because they made like a tall spaghetti container. Otherwise, and I also just don't have this much space. So otherwise it's all in like a little basket for pasta. Um, what else do I have? I have a, a big basket of baking stuff that's not, you know, sugar, flour, brown sugar. Like those are my ones that I keep, you know, accessible, but I have a huge basket of baking stuff that's like, all my other stuff, all my decorating stuff, my cornstarch, my baking powder, baking soda, all my like, you know, food colorings, my decoratings, my other sugars, my other ingredients that I might need, my chocolate chips, my white chocolate, my, you know, I'm a big baker. So like whatever else I need is in this huge basket on one of the pantry shelves. And then also I have another one of these big bins for cans. Um, 
beans, tomatoes, tomato sauce, stuff like that, broth, chicken broth, anything, you know, beef broth, whatever I need for cooking. So, you know, this is just something that I did and it made me feel so much better. And I literally like love that it's like that. (laughs) I don't know if Justin loves it that much because he's like, he's like, I don't know where anything goes. I'm like, yes, you do. You live here. You just need to look at it. Like, it's not that hard. Just pay attention to it. You'll see it. And eventually like, so now he knows where things go. But, um, at first he was like, wait, but I'm going to put stuff in the wrong spot. And I'm like, no, just ask me. Like, it's not that difficult. (laughs) So, but I really loved doing that. I loved organizing the pantry into different baskets. It made me feel so much better about everything. Um, Another thing, like I said, I'm big on color coding. So I love having color coded planners. Um, I love the happy planner, um, uh, but it's a little too big. So I've been using the Erin Condren planner folio. That's a great system. One of my teacher friends actually recommended it to me. Um, You like just go on ErinCondren.com if you want to like get some cool like organization stuff. If you're a teacher or you're like me and you just really like having things laid out if you're in college or high school or anything, if you just like having things laid out for you. The Erin Condren Planner Folio system is really cool because you have basically like this kind of like mini folio folder thing and you can put all these different little books in it. Like you have a daily planner, a monthly planner, a budget planner, a like a fitness tracker or a self-care journal or they have like a wedding book or a pregnancy book. Like, you know, and you can just put all these things together and I love it. They have all these pens and stickers and accessories. Um, I bought like a personalized daily to-do list notepad for myself and for my best friend Sophia because we both love shit like that for Christmas. So, and you can like color, like, you know, personalize it. It's so cute. So Erin Condren, big fan, but also Target has really cute planners and calendars and stickers and everything like that. Colored markers are a big thing, colored pens. Um, And like I said, I color code my Google Calendar. So I have one color that's like my school stuff, one color that's my personal stuff, and another color is like Justin's stuff. So that's really helpful too. Um, Before I was using Google Calendar like that, I used to do it with like colored post-its and a big paper wall calendar. So his stuff was like blue post-its and my stuff was pink post-its. And then my school stuff or exams was like orange post-its. Like something that's important always has to stand out. So those are just some ideas if you guys needed like schedule organization, especially like I'm really good at doing stuff like that. Um, So that's just like one of the ideas, you know. And then... One of the other things that I ended up doing, I hated the way that our guest bathroom looked. That's Justin's bathroom. And I hated the way it looked because everything was always just everywhere. Like his toothpaste, his toothbrush, his deodorant, everything was just spread all over the counter. And it was driving me insane. And like, I don't even use that bathroom that much unless I have to like, you know, pee and like I'm on the couch or something, you know, like it's the hallway bathroom. But like, it was just driving me fucking crazy having to put everything back. So I kind of like, kind of finessed it a little bit. Um, I went to Home Goods. I think it was Home Goods. I don't know. I spend most of my day at Home Goods, Marshalls, Target, anything like that, TJ Maxx, and Container Store is amazing. But Marshalls is usually a bit cheaper. So and Home Goods is like my favorite place in the world. So I went to Home Goods and I bought a bathroom tray. And then I bought a little toothbrush holder. And I organized everything in a way that was good for me. Um, You know, I organized everything in a way that didn't make me want to, like, lose my shit and, like, put all of his, you know, his face wash. I put his, like, you know, his dental stuff. I put his toothbrush, his Invisalign, whatever. Like, I arranged it all in this little compartment thing. And once I did that, he just started doing it. I fucking tricked him. 
I literally made him be organized. This shit was amazing. I was a fucking, this is a mind fuck. So, um, you know, if you have somebody in your life that's maybe not so organized, I like would recommend just kind of like doing some stuff and seeing if they go with it. Cause that bathroom, you know, sometimes like he still doesn't put like one or two things back in the tray, but like most of the time, most of the stuff is in the tray and I'm just like, I love my life. So that was like a little, little thing I did. Um, and it ended up being mutually beneficial or really it's just beneficial for me cause he doesn't give shit, but I loved it. So yeah, I mean, if you guys like want any other organization tips, definitely. Um, but like I said, my biggest thing is like bins and labels. I have a label maker. It's my best friend, um, for documents. Justin and I both have file boxes with labeled folders. That's been really helpful. But yeah, so I mean, if you need any help, definitely, you know, DM me. I'll help you with whatever. Like, I love doing this type of shit. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of insight into OCD. And like, for me, it's kind of quirky and funny. And from, for some other people, it's not. But sometimes for me, it's also helpful. Like, you guys have been asking for organization tips. So I'm going to give them to you. I can show you. Like, you want to see any of the things I've organized, I will show you. Oh. Zeus is yelling at me to let him out. But anyway, um, so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and it gave you a little bit of insight. And, um, you know, I hope that this was like a good a good view for you guys who don't have this and who don't deal with this. So, you know, thank you guys again. Um, I'm sorry about last week about not doing an episode, but I hope I made up for it today. And, um, you know, thanks for listening to my bullshit as always. I'll see you next week. Thank you.